2: you're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex relationships and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com where you can watch and listen to the show. You know you can watch this. If you're listening, you can watch the video. It's very exciting. It's me talking to camera. Hello, hello. And uh, today's show we is about breakups, the breakup bible. We have the author Rachel Sussman on the show. It's the Guide to Healing from a Breakup or Divorce. I thought this would be relevant. A lot of our listeners break up, right? They get in the road chips, they break up. Yeah. I've been gone through breakups, so we're going to talk about that. We've got Sex the News, and we're reading your emails that you sent to feedback at com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Sex with Emily and Menace at White Menace. All those places, too. Everything. Everything. How you doing, Menace?
0: I'm good. I uh, had an amazing weekend. Yeah. I went and saw Hunger Games. Yeah. That and was cool. Was it good? Yeah. I haven't seen you for a while.
2: I miss you. I know. I know. Right. Well, I'm going to get all into my Vegas trip on a Friday show, but um, okay, not right now, but I'm going to tell you that um, today's show is brought to you by Hot Rocks. It's a organic libido enhancer. Now, I know you're thinking, what? Organic, crazy, blah, blah, blah. It's actually amazing. I've been taking it now for a month it gives women more energy, stronger orgasms, natural self-generating lubrication and it's also for men. It gives men more stamina, harder erections and more intense orgasms. Pills take a little bit of time to kick in and as I can tell you I've been taking them for about 3 weeks and I'm finally feeling it kick in and they have a money back guarantee, 30-day money back guarantee if you don't like it. So go to hotrocks.com. It's r a w k s.com and you will love them. I promise. So you got to try them out. So anyway, yeah, here I am. So the guy I've been dating has been out of town and I've been spending lots of time with my dog and she sleeps on my pillow and it's really cute and I kind of don't really miss him that much. I just like love my dog. Is that sad and wrong?
0: That's weird. I actually got a text message um, from another show today and a listener was like, oh, yeah, there was this uh, girl I was dating but her pit bull – Slept in the bed with her and her, her bed stank like oh, the dog. So. But my dog's
2: little and not stinky.
0: Your dog stinks.
2: Just because she farted on you once doesn't mean she stinks all the she time. She
0: is foul.
2: Don't be mean about my dog, okay? I don't appreciate dog it. Dog is foul. Um, so, yeah. So that's what's going on. And we've got lots of stuff going on with the website and changes. And if you... Uh, Check out our site, see what you think. If you've got any suggestions to the show, any guests you want to hear, topics you want to hear about, you can always email us at feedback at sexwithemily.com.
0: It's funny, we had a topic last week about what was it last week? I'm, I'm, my mind is all over the place. About uh deal breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my friend heard it and he's like, Oh yeah, back in the nineties, you know, coupons were big. Well, they've had a right, resurgence, right. but he's like Yeah, I tried to take this girl to Black Angus and be all nice and stuff like that, but I busted out a coupon and she made fun of me. We
2: totally didn't even mention that one. That's a bad deal breaker.
0: The coupon.
2: We've talked about this in the past. If you've got a coupon, you can slip it to the waitress when the person's not looking. (laughs) But slipping a coupon when you're on a date is a total deal breaker. You would
0: totally slip a coupon. I
2: would. I'm a Jew. We like coupons. (laughs) But seriously. um, Yeah, that was a fun show, The Breakup Show. Everyone should listen to it. It was last week at The Breakup Show. The – Deal breaker show. That's one of my favorite topics because we posted it on our Facebook page. We got so Mm -hmm. many responses in Twitter because people have got a lot of deal breakers, things that piss them off. And I think that we can all learn from that. Like, oh shit, I'm the one who talked on my cell phone during the meal. That's
0: a deal breaker or whatever Yeah, but is is a coupon a deal breaker for you if a guy brings a coupon? Yeah, I just think he's Why? Because he's still paying for the meal. I know, but – You're like, oh, it would be a deal breaker if – if he uh, went Dutch on the meal, but now since the guy's like saving a couple bucks, you're still making a, big, a deal breaker. That's not fair. can it be more
2: surreptitious about it and like slowly, like like quietly slip it to the waitress? Like I just don't think I'm you can sure whip he'll out try, your coupon. But if you
0: if you've seen the coupon, then it's just it's just I off the table. Yeah,
2: don't really. Yeah, save your that, coupon that for the night out with your buddies. That doesn't
0: reflect good on you. Just why? FYI,
2: why I don't want a guy. I don't know. First date, maybe if we've been dating for a while. Gold diggerish. Listen to me. First date, not a good idea. If we've been dating for a while, and he's like, "Babe, got this great coupon. Let's go to this fun restaurant." I'm down, but first date, not good. That just says you're like cheap or something. Even though coupons, I use coupons. I love coupons. You just want the first date. You don't want to be like, "Oh, he's using a coupon on me. I'm not good enough for the full price." I have
0: gift cards to Taco Bell.
2: I'll bet you do. Do they send you them because you're always complaining about Taco Bell? No, I'm
0: never complaining about Not Taco complaining, Bell. Not complaining,
2: but you want that famous taco back from the 80s or something?
0: <laughs> it was from 1997. Okay. It was called the Four Alarm Double Decker Taco, and they have yet to bring it back. But that's besides the point. How did you I get? have. You've like coupons
2: have, for Taco Bell? What Are they coupons.
0: for $2, and no, like you can buy got, 100 tacos? I got like $20 worth of Taco Bell, that's and I'm great, really honey. excited about it.
2: Oh, I want to go with you. Do you? No. Why not? about Taco Bell Taco Bell so because I good. no. I was a, I was a cocktail waitress in college at University of Michigan, and I was a cocktail waitress for four years, and they had a Taco Bell in the bar, like yeah. a little Taco Bell counter. So we got Taco Bell at two a.m. when the bar closed every mm. night, and I've never been able to eat Taco so Bell since. Good. I mean, then it was good because we were always mm. drinking on the job too, so we were drunk and eating Taco Bell at two a.m. And mm. I'm just kind of over it. I never was. I've never been able to go back to Taco mm. Bell. Sorry to say. So um, that's how it is. But I've got a little bit of sex in the news for us here if you'd like to hear it. Free plastic surgery for Brazil's poor. Sounds like something Marie Antoinette might say. If they're going to beg, they can at least be nice to look at. Free Botox and laser hair removal, free chemical peels, and anti-cellulite treatments may at first seem shockingly frivolous in a country like Brazil, which, mm-hmm. despite great economic growth in recent years, still battles extreme poverty and diseases. But the philosophy behind the more than 220 clinics that treat the poor mm-hmm. Uh, beauty is a right, and the poor deserve to be ravishing too. Wow, that's I want to go. There, I want to go there and get some Botox. Brazil
0: has some of the most beautiful women in the I world. I know,
2: and now even the poor are going to be even more beautiful than ever. God damn, Brazil! Brazil. I just heard
0: it's very dangerous to visit there.
2: Why? Oh, dangerous, dangerous! Like not safe yeah, for your for, world
0: for a traveler, right? But true. I would love to go there. Sometime. I was there once.
2: It was amazing. Okay, one in five would give up sex rather than the internet. A global survey of 20,000 people found out what modern man will forgo in order to keep his internet. At the top of the list, booze, chocolate, and sex. 73% would give up alcohol to go online, but while only 10% of people would want to give up their car, 12% would give up coffee, and a resounding 20% would give up sex over an internet connection. But at the top of the list, 73% would give up alcohol. That's amazing. Only 20% sex, though. So that's not that high. I wouldn't yeah. give up sex, but when I want to get online, I want to get online. You know what I'm saying?
0: uh yeah i wouldn't give up any of that for sex no no
2: okay well that's what people would say you wouldn't give up any of that for sex you wouldn't give I up mean, anything for i want to
0: give it up even saying oh i'll give up uh the internet so i can have sex people love these stories
2: there's always like would you give up would you rather have a new pair of jeans or se- or sex and women always choose jeans or would you have a chocolate yeah. bar or sex
0: no 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 i'd rather have sex than any of that stuff oh good honey. i don't really care. i'm glad to
2: hear that the only happy. reason
0: I'm on the internet so much is for work. It's right. just building a network. That's all Except I care. Except for on the weekends but,
2: when you're Instagramming and tweeting all it's weekend. It's fun. Yeah. I don't find it as fun as you do. You don't? No.
0: Why? I don't know. The tweeting spark, and the – I spark a lot of conversations. I because I, I reply back to people. You just I don't.
2: reply back. Not to every single person, but I reply back. I don't have time. i on Twitter, on Facebook. You do? You don't see me respond?
0: Well, you can't unless I'm following that person. So okay, I, I right, really right. See no, no,
2: no, I do. I do. It's part of the biz. Uh, Katy Perry botches brazen hookup attempt. The single siren probably thought it was a good idea passing out a phone number to the various cute studs she, s- she spotted at the she-she chi- chi- Oscar parties, including Elton John's annual bash. But Miss Siren's scheme backfired big time. Friends have reported that Katie got calls from a lot of creeps and drunks after the guys she gave her number to were passing it on to the other guys. What?: So she gave her number to some hot prospects, yeah. and they were like, "Hey, you want to call Katie Perry? I feel like kind of a loser. Some drunk guy calls you.
0: And says, hey, is this really Katie Perry?: I really,
2: really got your number. Yeah: Yeah, that sucks. Any other news that you got on your TMZ reports)
0: Uh, nothing like sexual really is going on. Uh, did you see last week that Kim Kardashian yes. got all the Power powder on her or something? Yeah, That's what was that stupid. about? Just
2: because she was wearing fur? Yeah, but I don't really ever see
0: her wear fur.
2: Well, I guess she was and they threw powder on her. I guess she wasn't
0: wearing fur right then.
2: She wasn't? Oh, I thought no. she was.
0: Some crazy chick, uh, poured powder on her, which I guess it was, uh, flour, I found okay. out. And said, called her a fur hag. Wow. Yeah.
2: I mean, I'm wearing a faux fur today, but that's, you know, most people wear faux furs. I mean, I couldn't even afford a real fur, but not that I would buy one at all. Um, Okay, we've got some emails from the peeps. So thanks, everyone, for emailing us at feedback at sexwithemily.com. You can also email us right through the website and stuff like that. Okay, so, hi, Emily. I'm wondering if you have any suggestions about my problem. I'm 41, and my girlfriend is 50, and I'm extremely attracted to her. But when we get into bed, I can only perform a little at a time and often lose my erection. I don't understand this since I'm able to stay hard while enjoying porn, but I'm not able to go all the way when making love to her. Please help. Any suggestions will be appreciated. Although, also, I do finish when she performs oral. But like I said, when we start actually having sex, I have a problem. Thanks, Kenneth from Nebraska. So I'm wondering, did this problem just start? Uh You've been together. Your girlfriend's 50. You're very attracted to her. So I'm not sure if this is a lot of times when men lose their erections, it's like kind of something psychological happens when they're going inside there. And maybe it happened once and so it's happening again. And so if you could get out of your head, literally, and just kind of focus on the sensations that you're feeling, um, it might not happen. Like, I, I really feel that if it happens once to a guy or a woman, something happens, actually, that we keep thinking in our mind that it's going to happen again. So, But you should also get checked out by your doctor. You could, there are some pills you could take. You could take Viagra. I don't always go towards the pills as the first thing, but I would get checked out. I would ask your doctor to see if anything else is going on. But the fact that you can stay hard during porn leads me to believe that it is more of a psychological issue. There's a book that I always talk about called The Multi Orgasmic Man, and that really helps men. If you read this book, you could probably download it for your Kindle or something too, or your iPad or wherever people read books these days. And you can check out the book. I think that would be really helpful. But um, I mean, at least you're finishing when she performs oral, but it's just the intercourse. Has ever happened to you?
0: Maybe um, what's going on down there? You know? What Are do you mean? throwing a hot dog down a hallway? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean?
2: Is he throwing a hot dog? Oh, you mean she big?
0: Yeah, maybe, you know. She's a little bit older. Had a lot of experience. No,
2: menace, that is the dumbest thing. That's not even true. How is that not even that true? women's vaginas are bigger and looser and
0: I don't know. How is that not true? I don't then think why it's do true. Have, why do you have Kegel Camp if that's not true? Kegel
2: Camp is not to close your vagina up. It's to strengthen your PC muscles. It's totally different. It's it's muscles that you, you, need, you need to contract and release them and exercise uh-huh. them to have stronger what orgasms. What happened to them? then well you everyone needs to strengthen them he's talking about my app kegel camp which you should download right now from the itunes store and it helps men maintain their actions so this is for kenneth too if you do your exercises five minutes a day kegels they're for men and for women they will help you with your sex life i promise and it's not because it doesn't make your vagina smaller it just makes the muscles stronger so you can tense and relax them when you're having sex all right menace okay Hi, Emily. I'm 17, and my boyfriend and I have been together for five years. We have a great relationship, but we're having a bit of a problem in the bedroom. I sweat a lot. We have only started having intercourse, but rather recently so. It, is, it has never been an issue before when we were getting intimate. But now it's becoming a huge problem, so much that he's becoming turned off by it. He said that it didn't bother him that much, but I can tell it's getting on his nerves. What in the world can I do? Sylvie from Hamilton, Ontario, California. Okay, so I've heard of excessive sweating and there are a lot – does it only happen when you're in the bedroom or does it happen like in your day-to-day life? Like if you're nervous or if you're at work or something or at school. Um, But there's some things you can do for excessive sweating. They actually prescribe Botox. It's a little expensive but you can like shoot it in your armpits and it will stop your sweating for like three, four months at a time. But I would definitely go to your doctor um, and get checked out. There's also – if you're taking any meds like antidepressants, that can cause excessive sweating as well. So I'm wondering if you if you've mixed anything up lately that could cause the sweating. But I don't know why that would turn them off. Would that turn you off if a woman was sweating a lot during sex?
0: Uh, during sex, no.
2: No, it's kind of hot. The more, yeah, the it, more you're all slippery and stuff. But I'm wondering if it's happening at other times in your life too.
0: Of course, you got to do the laundry after. I don't want to clean. Those
2: yeah, sheets. Mendes doesn't like dirty sheets, and you got to do the laundry. But um. I, you know, sometimes I sweat during sex. I'm wondering, you live in Ontario. It's not so, like, it's so cold. It's not so hot there. So I would get checked out by your doctor because there are some people that just have those genes that make them excessively sweat.
0: Yes. That, uh, and I've I seen hear Botox. On MTV. Botox. MTV did a whole special on it.
2: On excessive sweating?
0: Yeah, you should uh, Google it. And listener. what do they say to do? Well, there's, there's not. Too much you can do, but they did talk about the Botox thing and stuff did like they? that. Did yeah. they? Yeah. I
2: mean, it's expensive. It's a couple hundred bucks, but you shoot it in your armpits. You don't sweat. Mm-hmm. Let's try that out. Okay. Dear Emily, I also want to say I'm thinking about something as a possible show topic. Confidence. You've mentioned it once before, but maybe it bears repeating in more detail. I had a girlfriend who was on the heavy side when I was in college, but I think she was so confident it didn't matter. She was fun to be around. And I think I would have picked her over somebody who was slimmer. Not saying not to be healthy, just that self-confidence is great and I think important for men and women. Have a great weekend. Greg from Denver. Well, Greg, we talk about that all the friggin' time. Confidence is so, so important that it's actually the number one thing that people say is attractive in a man and a woman. And we could do a show topic on that, how to cultivate confidence. A lot of it has to do with getting deep into your own issues and realizing what's making you have low self-esteem and insecurities. But that really is, we all hold ourselves back in life. If you look at most of life circumstances, the things that hold us back as our own fears and our own fears are related to our own insecurities and our insecurities are related to our confidence. So you have to cultivate
0: confidence. Yeah. And just not overconfidence because you're coping with, don't be cocky. Yeah. You're you're coping with, uh, no, some are just like, I don't know really how to explain it, but some people are trying to hide that they're not confident, and so they're, like, overly confident, but not in a a cocky way, but it's kind of hard to explain. You have to be around it, but... Right.
2: You mean people who
0: are... Like, they don't have that much confidence, but I'm going to show everybody that I'm I'm confident, and things like that. That still shows
2: that you're insecure if you're overcompensating and not really confident. I mean, I had to work on it. I wasn't always the most confident, but I feel like... I'm pretty confident now. But I think mm-hmm. it comes with getting older and like recognizing your weaknesses. We all have weaknesses, we're not perfect. And I think it also comes from this notion that we're supposed to I'm moving around here in my chair. Yeah. I think it comes from this notion that we're all think that we have to be perfect and that all of our weaknesses make us less than so. And I think if you learn to celebrate your weaknesses and be like I think half of the battle in life is that you've got these weaknesses and you've got things that are your challenges and your challenges in life don't really change, but it's embracing them and then going towards your strengths. Like, what am I really good at and how can I blow that up? Like, I think in work too, like I'm really like my passion and what I think I'm good at is doing the radio show, like dealing with the website, the billing and the invoicing, that stuff I hate. You got to have other people do that stuff for you. So eventually you just go through your strengths, right? Don't you feel like your job, you get to play with your strengths?
0: Yeah. Like, I hate writing, so I have my assistant exactly. write all my stuff for me.
2: I don't love writing. Well, I like writing, but you I just don't You probably received for it.
0: emails not written by me, by, but written oh, by I'm my so assistant. I'm so sad. I'm but so what? sad
2: because I thought they were all from you, and then no, I sent you naked she... pictures, and then it went to your thing, whatever.
0: Oh, I never saw them.
2: You never saw the naked photos? Yeah, I'm your, have to. Your, your, your assistant's been keeping them?
0: She's C blocking.
2: Man. No, what, I. What a uh,
0: bitch. She's in Spain right now, so I'm screwed.
2: Okay, she is. <laughs> yeah. You can't write a word when she's out of town. But what I'm saying is, a lot of people. Already. This is the thing with confidence. A lot of people would be like, "Wow, you can't write. That sucks." But like, you're like, "I don't like writing. I'm not a writer." And you get people to do things for you, or you just like don't get a job where you're writing, or you get someone else to help you. Yeah. So I just think that that why people aren't confident because they think they have to be perfect, and you don't have to be perfect. Okay, I know. know. Hell, people no. like
0: well. Just don't be whiny about it. Like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, some people get all down about that. Kind I know,
2: of stuff. I know, I know. But confidence and self esteem, they also say for sex, if you're not confident and you don't have high self esteem, that that really wreaks havoc in the mm-hmm. bedroom, too. So I think that's a great topic, Greg. And we're going to do a show all about confidence. Do it. I love it. Okay. Well, we can get our guest on the phone in a minute. She wrote a book called The Breakup Bible. It says it's a smart guide to healing for from a breakup or divorce. She's a licensed therapist. Rachel Sussman wrote the book. And every year it says one million women divorce in the United States and millions of others break up. Even with many experiencing heartaches, many women feel isolated and alone. So this is how to help people get through breakups. And she uses three phases of healing, understanding, and transformation. And we're going to get into some of her questions. We're going to answer, ask her some questions about this book and how you can get over breakup because we all go through breakups, right? I know guys have an easier time dealing with breakups So they think I believe that men are like delayed on breakups Like they just go out and bang everything And then six months later they get upset But women deal with them in the moment It's true, women deal with breakups in the moment
0: In the moment.
2: In the moment. Okay. Hello, it's Rachel. Hi, Rachel. This is Emily and Menace from the Sex with Emily show. You're on. You're on the air.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: How are
2: you? Nice to speak to you. Nice to speak to you too. Thank you so much. We were just talking about your book, The Breakup Bible. And I think it's going to help a lot of our listeners. So I'm wondering. Well, I'm
1: certainly hoping to have that effect. That's why I wrote it.
2: I love it. I mean, because we get so many emails and people talking about like, how do I get over a breakup? How do I get back into it? I want to have sex again, but I'm not sure how to start having sex again. So tell me about the story behind this book and why you wrote it.
1: Well I went through an experience about five years ago where so many of my clients, friends and my sister had just gone through really bad breakups and divorces and I really was impressed with how some people recovered so well and they were putting in their time and they were using me as a confidant and they were moving on and going on to great relationships Then I saw a lot of other people just making colossal mistakes. Okay. Like not doing the work to figure out why their relationship ended or what part they played in it or going out there and like furiously dating or sleeping with people right only to get her- again. And I said, you know, this is just a companion guide that every
2: woman can use after a breakup. Okay. So what were some of the common issues? You said that people were doing it right and people were doing it wrong. So what was the yes. wrong thing? Like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, like, oh my God, I do that. So what were some of the things that not wrong? Well, I, but, think,
1: I think there are many wrong things that people right. do. You know, one of them is just not accepting that your breakup Is over and their relationship was flawed and just not being able to move on. And that might include some stalking behaviors. I don't mean like, you know, showing up inside the person's office, but over-calling or over-texting or trying to get your boyfriend to meet up with you uh, when they clearly don't want to. I think that's a big mistake, and it makes people feel simply awful about themselves and their circumstance.
2: Right, exactly. And I found with a lot of women... A lot of my friends who've gone through breakups, I feel like it took them forever, if if ever, to get to the point where they were willing to look at what their part of it was. Lot, and lot that's
1: of, such a crucial yeah, statement that you made.
2: Yeah. Like they were like, oh, he's this, he's that. And they just wanted to go off on all the bad things the guy did. I'm like, okay, it takes two to tango. You were 50% Absolutely. part of this relationship. But when women are like raging with anger about someone, they just don't want to look at it, at themselves no, and what their and, part you know,
1: was. It is, it is a process. You it know? is. And... And, you know, I've written the book in a building block fashion. First, there's healing, then there's understanding, and then there's transformation. And healing is that early part of the breakup where you just, we have so many emotions cascading through your body. You can feel completely sad and overwrought one day, and then the next day you'll be furious, and then you can feel very embarrassed or ashamed or very guilty. And that is part of the process, just processing those feelings and then when you're feeling a little better then I move women into the understanding stage and I give them an exercise called creating your personal love map. Oh I love it. And that's when you can figure out why you were dating this person how you both behaved in a relationship and how you're mourning your loss. And I do have a whole chapter on accountability because if you don't understand the part that you played in the breakup, you're just destined to make those same mistakes over and over again.
2: Exactly. And it's such good lessons that you can learn that not just for the relationships, the issues you might have been making in the relationship, you're also making it work. You're also making with friends. So it's really about breakups, but I think it's also about, it's a really good self-discovery tool too, going through these steps.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for saying that because that's really what it is about. It is about self-reflection, and you're right about the patterns. I mean, you know, we do the same things with our lovers that we do with our friends yep. and sometimes our parents. And the more that you can be self-aware and take responsibility, you can really live a great life and a happier
2: and a healthier life. Exactly. It's a transformation. So,
0: And yeah. I, I was going to say people can't stop breakups, correct? Because sometimes – somebody wants to break up and the other person doesn't want to. There's nothing that they can do about it, right? Well, I,
1: I think that a lot of breakups, you know, happen because of there's many different things going on in the relationship that might be causing that to happen. And, you know, you can have good communication skills and try to communicate with your partner to see if you're breaking up over the right reason. But if someone is hell bent on breaking up, they are going to do that.
2: Right, mm-hmm. and you can't do anything about it. You just got to right. look at look at look at what happened. Like you said, take this whole holistic approach to looking at the whole relationship. So You talked about healing as the first stage, and then understanding is the second stage. The second chap, second part of the book. Yes. So, in understanding, what's that about? Well, understanding is that
1: section where I really, uh, you know, That's encourage the love women map. to get involved with their love map and to figure out where their relationship pattern started, how they developed the way the re, why they even chose this person how they behaved in the relationship and then they can really start to see oh i see maybe this wasn't the best relationship for me to be right. in in the first place Right. and that's really you know your aha moment like it wasn't meant to be
2: right and then what about what is the the love map can you talk more about that can anyone do yeah. a love map okay well, i want to do a love map in
1: the personal love map and i give you a whole diagram in the book right. it shows you that there's that your personality is formed vis-a-vis four different areas. One is, psych- is is psychology, which is kind of attachment theory, how you attach to different people and why, like for instance, very un- unbeknownst to many of us, if we had a critical parent, we might find ourselves attracted to a critical lover, not even realizing that that's what's going on. Right. And it's really also about how your self-esteem was born. I mean, you can come from a great family, but maybe you were teased as a child or you didn't feel attractive or everyone in your family was athletic, but you weren't. So I give you these different areas to trace the culture you come from, how you feel about yourself, the way you were raised. And, you know, this is really how we get to look at ourselves as a human being and say, well, wow, I kind of don't have the kind of self-esteem that I want to because of this. So I've been attracted to the wrong people. And it will really help you shift any patterns. You can go out and date you know, healthier men and have better you relationships. You can make in healthier choices.
2: Right. And yes. what about self esteem? That is such a huge one for women and for men. That how do you if you have low self esteem, like what do you do you think it really is about going back and figuring out where it came from and then how to build it? I mean, how do you help people build it? Because it, it is really something that not only impacts your relationships but your your, your sex life. A lot of women with low self esteem are not able Absolutely. to have great sex lives. So Absolutely. what do how and do you I see that do so that. much in yeah. my private
1: practice that women having sexual problems because they're not confident in their body or they right. don't like the way, the way they look, so they can't really get into that and be their full sexual self. You know, I think that if you look back into your past and you look hard, everyone will figure out why their self-esteem is as it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And you know,
1: having a high school-aged daughter, I mean, you can give a kid as much love as you can, but then so much stuff happens. Exactly. You can be a kid with a learning disability. You can be a kid that you don't like the way your hair looks. I mean, I've had women say to me, you know, when I was in, when I was in grade school and high school, I had the frizziest hair, you know? Right. So it's, a, it's really crazy things. And it's sometimes, like I said, you can come from a great family, but you have poor self-esteem for other reasons maybe through prejudice or poverty or all different kind of reasons. And when you can figure out how your self-esteem was formed, that's when you can go about turning things that's around. That's so if interesting. If you know why you feel bad about yourself, then you can say, well, this kind of isn't a valid reason. Right. or I, or, or if I don't like the way I look, maybe I need to get to the gym, and then exactly. I'll feel better about my body.
2: Right. That's so good. That's so important. That's it's great to have a tool too for to get people to direct them right to those those key points that made them insecure in the first place. So, what are some mistakes that people make? What are the, some of the common mistakes you think yeah. people make after? Well, a breakup? another
1: really common one over the last decade or so is, of course. The internet, right? And it's it's Facebook stalking, or you know, or spying on your ex through his Facebook posts, through his tweets, and mm-hmm. I think it just gives you know uh, gives us all more information than we need. So I beg my clients and anyone reading this book, I say, defriend them on defriend Facebook. them friendy yes. friend um, erase the phone number erase everything don't save old voicemails don't save old texts don't you know you know block them on your email you need to really have a huge period of zero contact
2: exactly you so really you do it's true yeah. and it's the hardest thing to do because it's like an addiction it's like quitting a habit you know it it's is like, an
1: addiction and, yeah you know and and one of my clients confessed to me yesterday you know that you know that she looks at her ex-boyfriend's Facebook status every single day. Uh, yeah. And she said it's killing her. She says, "Oh, he's going to parties, I see him with other women." And you know what I do what I say to women like that is compare yourself to other women in your circumstance who have moved on and are creating self-esteem and they're doing a great job. Stop looking at him and what he's doing. I mean, he could just be doing that to make you jealous or right. because he's got nothing else to do, so he's just running around 24-7, you know, going to parties because he doesn't know how to handle his feelings. Right. But, you know, you're just subjected to wrong information.
2: Right. It's like you're a masochist almost, like going to the Facebook it, it, page every day. It's totally
1: masochist and, and and it's you know what people don't understand is that whatever result you're you're trying to achieve, it's just it you're it's not gonna it's gonna backfire. It's not gonna
2: be good for you. Okay, you're totally right. You gotta defriend them. I know I've been defriended. A lot of guys yeah. I've broken up with. The next <laughs> well, day I wake up and then we're sorry no longer about friends. That, Emily, but you know you know happened. what they did the right thing. They did the right thing. Okay, so what are some of the breakup myths that you talk about that you'd like to dispel?
1: Well, I think that, you know, when women get broken up with or when they're thinking of breaking up, um, all their fears come out. Mm. And then you hear a lot of these kind of stereotypes, like all men are cheaters or all men like younger women or no one dates on the Internet. You know, only jerks are on the Internet. So, you know, you hear, you know, all those fears and kind of prejudices come out and they're not true. Uh, there's right. plenty of good men out there. Exactly. I know of a lot of wonderful couples who have met men on the Internet. Uh, another um, myth that women say to me is, well, all men just want to have sex. You know what? Everyone wants to have sex and good sex is an excellent reason to be in a relationship. But that exactly. doesn't mean all all men want is sex. I know a lot of women who want sex, too. So you've got to break through those myths that are like in your head exactly. that are stopping you from moving forward. And um,
2: what if you're a woman who's been cheated on? I mean, that's a really tough one to get over.
1: It is. And, I, you know, you can add a few months to your healing process. <laughs> exactly. If you've exactly. Been cheated on because, you know, that that having your trust broken like that, it's just universal. It's really the dagger in the heart. And especially if you really had no idea and then you find out that your boyfriend's her husband has been unfaithful and for some women they find out that it's been going on for a long time. You know, having that kind of trust broken, it's just, it really shatters your, your, your view of everything in the world. I mean, people will say to me, nothing makes sense anymore after finding out something. Right. Like that. Exactly. So you're right. It's really hard and it's hard to recover from, but you can recover. You, you will can recover, recover, recover from
2: all of this. Like everyone listening, like you can, you will get over it and you will get through it. It's true. So, what about um? What are some common ways that sex can instigate a breakup or damage relationships? Since we are a sex well, show, yeah,
1: sex can damage relationships. It's you know it it can be you know something that brings people together. It can also bring be something that breaks people up. And as I'm sure as you know, what I often see is uh, sex drives that aren't kind of on the same page. Right? One
2: what wants do you wants tell it, exactly? More than the
1: other, the other person wants it, doesn't want it very much. I mean, I had some woman tell me just recently, she really likes to cuddle, but she doesn't like sex. And, you know, she came from a family where sex was just never discussed. And, you know, so, you, you so you know, you got to work with someone like that. But, you know, um, most couples, in, in most couples, there's someone who wants sex more than the exactly. other. So it, it's, it's negotiation, it's communication, it's compromise, trying to work through it. I mean, I think communication is one of the sexiest tools that a couple can have in a relationship. Absolutely. But if some person doesn't want to have sex and they get shamed or and they feel embarrassed or uncomfortable, that's, you know, something a couple will start arguing about, which can cause a breakup. Exactly.
2: It's like the elephant in the room. People like are, they don't want to talk about the sex. Like that's totally. your biggest issue. You've mismatched totally. libidos. And why are not you talking about your sex life?
1: But they're not talking about it, but yet they'll make little passive-aggressive digs to each other. Exactly. You know, I've heard, I've heard so many men say, if I can't get it from you, well, you know, wh- you know where am I going to get it? And, you know, when – and I've heard women really shame their boyfriends or husbands who, who, don't, who have lower sex drives. Than they do. Yeah, it's and, not just
2: women. People always think it's the woman stereotype, no, but I know it's, that's it's a men's I've, yeah. I've seen a
1: lot of women want more sex than their husbands you know, can or are willing to give them, or boyfriends, and they just can really shame them and make them feel terrible about themselves. Which is a problem because that isn't, that's not isn't—that's the opposite of what they need. They need to feel sexy. They need to feel masculine. Right. So like you said, you know, relationships can really go off track over sex.
2: Exactly. And then how do past messages influence our sex lives? Like the past things that we've learned... In our life,
1: sometimes they influence very positively and otherwise they don't. I mean, if you had a relationship that had some sexual problems in the past, you know, you might just be bringing those same problems right into this new relationship, you know, or, you know, if you're a woman whose last relationship ended over sex, or if you didn't have much of a sex drive. I mean, you know, the time that you've broken up before you start dating again, that's the time to to get down to the bottom of that. You know, what does sex mean to you? What does it represent? Why haven't you been able uh, right. to have a good sex life in the past? And, and if you, you know, yeah. Go see a sex therapist on your own. That's you what I to always go tell as, people. As, as a
2: exactly. If you've got your own issues around sex or keeps coming up in relationships, you can heal your sex issues. If you go see totally. a sex therapist, Is amazing. You know, you can
1: go to a sex therapist. There's great books out there. I mean, I find that even in today's age, a lot of young women, and, you know, I work with women in their 20s, and they just really, you know, have not explored what sex really means to them. Right. Or they've had a lot of drunken hookups, but not, a, you know, a long-term sustained sexual relationship. Exactly. A lot to
2: learn. A lot to learn. And there's no word. I mean, we teach it on the show, but there's not a lot of places, yeah, for people, people to go right now, women to learn about it. So... And you'd be embarrassed. Like, well, I mean, you
1: know, people are embarrassed talking about it. And absolutely. that always surprises me. You know, even, you know, like sometimes I'll work with a couple and they'll, and they'll say, well, can we talk to you about this? And I'm like, what do you think? Exactly. <laughs> what do you think you're here for?
2: I mean, don't you think <laughs> most couples need to talk about sex, even? if they're not breaking up. Like, sex is just a huge factor in relationships that couples just never talk about. So It
1: is, and you know, and for couples that really understand about having sex, it's part of the glue that keeps them together, but you right. know, couples that have sex very infrequently unless they both have low sex drives and they're comfortable with that, right. it can really be one of those factors that just keeps, you know, I agree. chipping away at the fabric of the relationship. Uh, that's what I always
2: say, it does chip away at the fabric. People are like, oh, we're fine, it's cool, we like to do, watch movies together and do other things. I'm like, no, if you're not having no. sex, you're not connecting on this deep intimate level that is so important and so crucial to keeping that 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 glue together in the it's relationship. True. And
1: there's so much you can learn about your partner and your couplehood, you know, through through having you know, good sex and regular sex. And it's kind of like something you can joke about, you know, the next day or, or a couple days later, you know, oh, you know, well, well, you seem to like me last week when you, you know, or something like that. It's just going to be something that it can be humorous. Also. Right, the exactly. It doesn't have to be also. so
2: heavy. Talk about sex. It can be a fun thing. Okay, one last question for you. You talk about the three stages. We talked about healing. We talked about understanding. And the third one is transformation that you yes. write about in your book the breakup bible what about the what Trans- happens in the transformation it sounds great
1: transformation <laughs> is jump a there. really fun stage where you're starting to feel better and you feel that the breakup is somewhat behind you and you're just you realize you're thinking about your ex less and you're starting to go out and do things and so what i really say to women is don't go right out there and, and date use this time to really expand your life um you know think about everything in your life How about your career? Since career is so important to so many women, are you happy in in your job? Could there be more you could do to advance in your company? Maybe it's time you do a career change or something like that. If you're a woman who's uh, been home with children after a divorce, you might have to go back to work take the time to figure out how you're going to do that. Do you need to re-educate yourself? Do you need to, you know, pull some old colleagues together? But also, you know, expand your mind. Take classes. Read. Expand your body. Well, I mean that in a a good way. Right, exactly. Exercise. Pick up a new sport. Exactly. Challenge your body. Join a sports team. I mean, go out for, you know, take tennis lessons. So it's travel. uh, You know, learn how to speak another language. Take a cooking class. Right. So, so but then by the time you get out there and you start dating again, you're really going to feel good about yourself. Yeah. So whatever, whatever low self-esteem you might've been suffering from after the breakup, if you want to attract the right kind of guy, you've got to get out there as like the real thing. Right. You know, you've got to feel great. You've got to look great. And then you're going to attract confident men because confident men
2: like confident women. Exactly. It's so true. Because if you, if you're one of those people who go from one to the next, the, one relationship to the next, the next next because you feel like oh god i'm you know it's going to heal this wound i don't want to feel this pain of the breakup so i'm just going to start dating again then you which i used to do that in my 20s i would i would go from one guy to the next right and i never had to heal i never had to heal from any past breakup but this sounds like it's a i mean it is a great book that people can use just for any stage of relationships you know i guess even if you're not dating you're having a hard time i think creating the love map and realizing where some of your weaknesses and your strengths are could be just a great tool for people
1: it, it really is, and thanks so much for saying that, Emily. Because we can all use to know more about our relationship and 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 where and our we our came from. Absolutely, and you don't need to have a, you know an individual therapist to do that. You can really just pick so much up from reading and reading this book. You learn about your patterns, and we all have patterns. We do, and it, it will make you healthier in a relationship. And it's also a great book if you've been single longer than you want to. Right, you feel like you keep you're not meeting the right guys, or you keep making the same mistakes, you know, do a love map, build up your confidence, and then get back out there. And you know, I've heard so many women after they've worked my program say, I know exactly what I'm looking for. And he doesn't look anything like right. my old relationship. Exactly.
2: I think everyone should work this program. It's called The Breakup Bible, The Smart Woman's Guide to Healing from a Breakup or a Divorce. And it's Rachel Sussman. Where can they buy your book? What's the best place?
1: You can buy it anywhere, wherever you're comfortable buying books. I mean, I love I love bookstores, so you know, patronize your bookstore right. more of them. Or you can certainly buy it online at Amazon, or you can buy it right off of my website, which is www.rachelasussman.com.
2: Okay, great, and we'll also have it on our website as well. Thank you so much, Rachel. We really it was appreciate great it. To, talk to you. Great talking to you Thanks too. Have a great day, on. of course. Okay. Bye bye. Thank Bye-bye. you. I want to do the love map. Like, I really believe that the love map is so important for people because we all people who we get, you know, we get our thousands of emails from listeners who are like, why do I date the same guy over again? Or why do I keep dating the same woman over again? But and I always say go to therapy. But what I really mean is like work your issues, like get into your patterns, who you are, why you date the certain way that you date and then kind of heal that and move on. And then you'll be attracted to the right kind of people. I think the people who had unhealthy patterns, this will
0: help you break your patterns. What do you think your map would look like?
2: Oh, it would be all over the place. (laughs) Um, I know my map, though. I think that my love map would be, you know, I don't know. It's transformed over time, but I think I'm actually attracted to really healthy guys now. But in the past, maybe guys who are more caretakers or guys who were a little needier because that made me feel good initially, but I didn't really want needy guys. No, I (laughs) want to do the work. I've healed a lot since you've met me. I think I'm in a healthy place. All right. What would your map look like?
0: My map? It would look pretty level.
2: Oh, yeah. He's yeah, I don't know. Promo. No, no, no.
0: I mean, I think I my map would say, oh, I learned this from that relationship. I learned this yeah.
2: from that. Yeah. The bottom yeah. line here is that we all need to learn from our past relationships. We all need to look at it. When it ends, don't just start banging every chick or every guy you meet. Take a pause. Take a few months. Take a few weeks and look at why it ended. What was my part in it? You could blame the other person to the cows come home. But really, you had a part in it. You were 50% of the relationship. And I think we can all learn from that. So that's what we got for you today. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at SaxwithEmily.com.